All right. We are wrapping up with the fathers of our faith. And we're talking about our third daddy today. And wrapping it up because of Christmas. Oh. You no. and your Christmas jokes and your three daddies. Yep. Let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video. So feel free to check those out there. And now let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. My name's Nate Warnock. I'm Andrea Warnock. And this is Family Friday on the Marriage by Design podcast. This is a show that we do every week uh, that we release late in the week, Thursday or Friday, Friday this week, uh, where we talk about what the Bible says about families, about parenting, about uh, how we're to to raise and, and push our kids out into the world. And uh, what are we talking about this week, babe? We are talking about our third daddy in the Bible. Oh, man. So we're in a series talking about the fathers of our faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're on to Jacob this week. Right. So uh, a few weeks back, we talked about Abraham. Um, Love to have you guys check that out. And then uh, last uh, Friday, we talked about Isaac. Mm -hmm. Um, and And not just talked about them as a person, but talked about some things we can take away from their life that we can you know, implement into the way that we raise our children. Uh, in fact, in, in Isaac, last week, we talked a little bit about the trouble with favoritism amongst your family. Uh, that topic will be making a reappearance shortly. Right. So now we're on to Jacob. So Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Right. Esau was the older son and Jacob was the younger. Right. And uh, although they were twins. Right. So, but uh, it makes a difference, and you'll see if you listen to last week's, it makes a difference in uh, their lives at the time, because the eldest son of a family got a birthright, and they also got more of an inheritance. So, anyway, it makes makes a difference. Right, and the the birth, so the birthright was the inheritance. So there's two, it's Jewish... Jewish familial passage is kind of an interesting thing. And sometimes it'd be interesting Sorry, to just talk. Sorry, I was thinking the, bless- the blessing. No, I, yeah. I know you were. So sometimes it'd be interesting to just talk about this and how we can maybe implement this into our families. But there were two pieces of it. There was a financial piece, which was your inheritance. And then there was a passing of the spiritual mantle yeah. from father to son. To and, th- and both son. those were a big deal. Mm-hmm. Typically, the eldest son got what was called a birthright, which is essentially a double portion of the inheritance. So, you know, you would divide the inheritance amongst all the kids plus one, and the oldest would get the, the extra the share. Um, then the blessing was really this sort of idea of like what we would call it like the patriarch of the family, right? It was a passing from father to son, usually oldest son, of 
this sort of hey i'm dying you're going to carry on the the patriarchy of the family so those were both kind of things that were going on and esau did not value either of them uh, one he sold for soup and the other one was uh, stolen from him pretty much overtly yeah so then jacob and esau jacob ran from esau so that esau wouldn't kill him right and uh he ran to uh, uh he ran to a man named Laban. Right. So family he, member. Yes. Of his. Yep. So uh, he, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So he ran to this guy named Laban and, mm-hmm. wor- and worked for him. So, uh, Laban had two daughters, Leah and well, at least two, but right. he had, well, he had this one daughter that Jacob was like Hottie. hot on. He really wanted to marry Rachel. And uh, Laban's daughter, Rachel. So he let Laban know at some point he wanted to marry Rachel. And Pretty Laban, quick. And yeah. and Laban said, you can marry Rachel, but you have to work for seven years to marry her. Right. So Jacob agreed, and he did that. And he got to his wedding. And weddings must have been different back then, because then there's something really bizarre that happens. Right. Are you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, this is not Marriage Monday, I know. But one of the sweetest passages in the Bible, it, when it's talking about Jacob working for Rachel, that those seven years, the Bible relays that to Jacob, those years were but a few days mm. because he just was so in love with Rachel and so enamored with her and looking forward to being with her that Man, you'd think he just, be the opposite. He, he worked and those years passed by quickly, which is really sweet and, and take away for you. Sorry. Marriage Monday moment, uh, is man, keep that level of emotion and, and closeness in your Mm -hmm. marriage as well. So the day came where he was going to marry Rachel. Right. And there's a wedding, the wedding happened. And then sometime after the wedding, he saw who he married and it was not the next morning. That's right. Which after, is a after strange the, situation. Yes. After they had already uh, consummated, consummated the marriage. I don't understand how any of that works, but whatever. There was a veil involved. So he didn't when a see man her face. loves a woman. Oh, my gosh. Not married. that part. Oh. How do you not know who you're sleeping with? Anyway, <laughs> so the next morning he realizes he was tricked by Laban. That's terrible, by the way. No doubt. He was tricked by Laban no and doubt. he had married Leah. Yeah. Who was not the one that he wanted to marry. Was the older daughter, mm-hmm. right? In fact, that's what Laban tells him. Yes. He was afraid, yeah, because really the way it should go is that the older daughter should be married first. According to Laban. Right. Yeah, he says that's the tradition, is the oldest daughter should be getting married first. And uh, the Bible relays that Leah uh, was not, not particularly beautiful. Uh, <laughs> she may have uh, looked like that. Okay. Andrea's making Leah faces. So, uh, yeah, so he comes to Laban and says, hey, this isn't what I bargained for. I want Rachel. And Laban says, well, you have to work for another seven years for Rachel. And I don't know how he didn't just lose it then, because he, he's just worked the seven years that he was told by Laban that he had to work for Rachel. And now Laban's saying, well, you have to work another seven years for Rachel. Right. So think about the change that's gone on in Jacob, probably eating a little bit of humble pie, having to flee for his life from Esau. But, you know, now, seven years later, he's matured to a point where 
Just seven years earlier, he was conspiring with his mom to steal his brother's blessing. And now, you know, because Laban, Laban tells him, hey, you take a week with Leah and fulfill your wedding week duties. And then I will give you Rachel mm-hmm. in another wedding. But then you will commit to working for me another seven years right. after that. Um, which makes me, one, makes me feel really sad for Leah. Because that had to have been a wreck. Blow um, for, the, for yeah, her. her. Yep. Um, but beyond that, uh, he sticks it out for those additional seven years. Yes. And the Lord yep. blesses him immensely during that time. So much so that Laban's going to get jealous and kind of run him off. But, uh, you know, it tells me a little something about the maturity of Jacob that he goes from relying on deceit and trickery to being a man of his word. Right. That's um, a and not point. trying to steal Leah and Rachel and run away with them right. or steal some of Laban's goods. But to, but to, to give him the, the benefit of his bargain, a bargain which was deceitfully obtained, mm-hmm. by the way. So he did get a little bit of comeuppance with regards to how he got the blessing from Esau, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, it's a good point. So he marries Rachel and then Leah and Rachel end up having uh, okay, so Rachel is the one that he always wanted to be with. Leah, but Leah is the one that gives him children. So Leah Leah is Leah and Jacob are a fertile match. My friend uses that term. They're a fertile match. And she has many children, but poor Rachel is barren. What are um, we, babe? We are a fertile match, yes. All right. Um, and this really ends up... Okay, so then there's an obvious... You can see this in the scriptures. There's an obvious favoritism that Jacob shows towards Rachel, which somewhat you can kind of understand that because that's who he wanted from the beginning, you know. But reality is he shouldn't have been showing favoritism simply because that's not, that's not of the Lord. That's not right. Right. So he's showing favoritism towards Rachel. So of course, Leah, I'm sure has a bunch of jealousy. Leah and Rachel end up fighting a lot about, and, and Leah kind of shoves it in Rachel's face that I am able to have kids and you're not. And there's this kind of back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You're looking something up. Uh, no, not I'm, quite. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. This is this is good. There's some there's some interesting mandrake. Yes, I was going to say there's happens. so mandrakes are some sort of plant, and um, there's some some back and forth between Leah and Rachel about getting. Uh, it, they believed that it helped with your fertility, and so there's some b- bizarre back and forth about like having getting the mandrakes and being able to bear children because they have the mandrakes and. Yeah. All that kind of thing. And, and then they both, they start doing uh, uh, sex by proxy wars between uh, Leah and Rachel. Because, like, Rachel can't get pregnant. So, so she she gives her servant to Jacob to bear children. And then Leah, who's now kind of on the tail end of her childbearing time, she's not going to be outdone by Rachel. So, so she, she gives her, her servant. servant to Jacob. And... I don't know how Jacob had time to do anything else bes- between all the four women, the four women that were all trying to uh, have him impregnate them all these this time. But you're right; it's chaos, and it's worth pointing out because I know we have uh, folks that listen to this channel from lots of different backgrounds. Don't confuse 
the multiple wife thing that you find in the Old Testament to be prescriptive. Yeah. Right? This isn't God saying, hey, you know what was really good? Yeah. Having multiple wives and servants of your wives, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you don't find a single time in the Bible where those relationships do anything except cause trouble. Um, and, you know, really the, the relationships that uh, are the most conflict free are the ones that don't complicate it with a guy taking multiple wives or concubines or whatever. So I don't care what you know, Some people TBS want to... and the sister oh. wives or whatever they're trying to tell you is a really good idea. It's not. Um, and it's not honored by the Lord. Uh, we're one man, one woman for yep. the entirety of our natural lives. The end. Yep. So, and yeah, and God makes that clear, you know, at least throughout scripture that it's right. it, intended to be one man, one woman. Right. So at some point in all of this, crazy bizarre world that they live in Jacob has a time where he um he is met by something that's not human and he <laughs> and he <laughs> that's, that's not way to an alien it. though and he yeah. wrestles with that I think it's in 33 right I believe that is right I'm Genesis 33 sure. it's in Genesis 32, 32 verses 22 through 32 okay yeah, so he so he meets with a non-human form of something. And it and it's very bizarre because there's not really a whole lot of information about what happens, but we know that Re- Jacob wrestles all night until the next morning with this spiritual being. Right. And and it, do you want to read some of that? Sure. So it says the same night Jacob so Jacob sends his wives and all of his belongings which were substantial at this point across the river he stays on on the other side of the river and uh, it says jacob verse 24 jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day when the man saw that he did not prevail against jacob he touched his hip socket and jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him that's cheating (laughs) then he said let me go for the day has broken but jacob said i will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. I this is such an amazing thing because really it doesn't give us a whole lot of information to understand why were they wrestling together who was it really that God was that that Jacob was wrestling uh what was the purpose of all of that all of that what were their conversations while they were wrestling i mean was it actually a physical res- wrestle which it of course yeah, seems, seems like that seems because like it. but of course there was a spiritual element to it too so right it seems like that wrestling was with the Lord mm. either in some form because he right. says in there, I have wrestled with the Lord yet. He spared my life because right. it has been said, you know, it was said to Mo- to Moses that you cannot look upon the face of God and live. Right. So, and we, d- and uh, further evidence on that, we don't see angels renaming people. 
in yes. the Bible. That's a that's kind of a God thing. So as you look through the Bible and see people receiving a new name, that's from the Lord. That's done by the Lord. I believe. I mean, I suppose you can argue with me about the visitors that went to Abram and renamed him Abraham. Uh, yeah. I believe that was a Christophany, an Old Testament um, appearance of Jesus. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But we could debate that. Sure. If you wanted to. So we have this time where, where Jacob is wrestling with a spiritual being, seemingly um, uh, the Lord. Right. And he, he prevails and um, knows enough that, knows enough to recognize that, that that's the Lord mm-hmm. and wants a blessing and he's is insistent bold. upon it. Yes. Bold in right. asking for a blessing. And that alone is such a lesson to us to ask the Lord for, for what we desire. I mean, it's, I should have looked this verse up, but there's, there's a verse that says we, you do not have because you do not ask. Mm. And, you know, the, the Lord is desiring to give us good gifts. Not that that's not that he's Santa Claus, you know, but he desires Ooh. to give us good things. Yeah. Right. Another Christmas reference. Love there. It. Desires to give us good things. But how many times do we not have because we don't even ask the Lord. But but Jacob was asking and I love too. he asked for a blessing. He didn't ask for make my life simple or make, you know, do give me all the land this side of the river or give me more livestock or whatever. He's right. like, I want a blessing. I think that's, I think that's, it comes from a pure heart. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I think for sure pursuing the Lord like that is something that the Lord loves. There's mm-hmm. tons of examples in the Bible. Now they're not all examples of wrestling from right. night until dawn, but the Lord, the heart of the Lord desires to be pursued by his people. Yep. And so often, you know, forget wrestling through the night. So often, you know, we pray for seven minutes, and if God hasn't answered, then we're moving on. Uh, yep. And, and that's to our peril because yep. the Lord desires to be pursued. So, um, anyway, lots lots on Jacob. What ends up happening is Rachel does have a son named Joseph, and then she ends up having another son named Benjamin, and she dies in childbirth with Benjamin. Right. Then Jacob and Benjamin become or sorry, Joseph and Benjamin become Jacob's favorites right. because they're born of his favorite wife. Right. So his other brothers, the other, the other brothers really end up knowing that Joseph is dad's favorite and it bothers them. And Joseph doesn't help or Jacob doesn't help that because, or jo- sorry, Joseph, too many J's. Joseph doesn't help that because he sort of seems to flaunt it. Yeah, he does. Because he's, a dreamer and he tells them some dreams that he's having that make it seem like they're going to be servants to him. Well, you know, they they are, they do end up, but but, but the issue is the lack of humility. And that probably comes from being, knowing he's the favorite. Yep. And then Jacob gives Joseph this beautiful, colorful robe and he doesn't give his other, sons that and they become they're just tired they're just they're jealous they're tired of the favoritism and they come up with this plan to kill joseph right because they just can't take it anymore so all the brothers come together decide except benjamin decide okay we're going to kill joseph when it comes to the moment of that they've decided to do that 
Ruben says, no, 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 we can't kill him. Let's just throw him in a ditch. <laughs> Excuse me. So they're like, fine, we'll just throw him in a ditch. He'll die there. We're going to, or whatever will happen to him. And then we're going to tell our dad, we're going to come up with this elaborate story and tell our dad that an animal attacked him and he right. has died. And right. so they do. And of course, Jacob is beside himself and, and grieved. And Joseph ends up being so... Uh, yeah, so rather than leave him in the ditch, they end up going, well, maybe we can make some money off of him because a trading party is coming by. So Joseph ends up being sold to... The Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites, which are a people group that hap- that are there because of Abraham's... Ishmael. Son, Ishmael, right. who, he had with, who he had with his wife's servant which he should not have done because he was trying to make god's promise come true on his own right so so it's a twisted web it is so the ishmaelites come come through and they buy joseph right from the brothers and then he ends up at some point ending up in egypt so you know i think i think one thing that has struck me is jacob experienced favoritism in his own household growing up he was the favorite of his mother and his brother esau who he seemed to be jealous of because esau was the older one and would and would receive more of an inheritance and he would receive the blessing was the favorite of his father Mm. there's some generational sin there isn't there and jacob takes that on into his own family and I don't know, doesn't seem to learn from his own. That had to have been hurtful growing up. Sure. And that, but yet chooses to continue that on in his own family. Yeah, this is a good, and and this is, I don't know if we've done an episode on this. If we haven't, we should on generational sin, but Mm -hmm. this is, this is a good parenting tip for us too, that there are just the reality of the matter is that there are temptations that seem to follow family lines. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain necessarily the the spiritual reasons behind that all of them but there does seem to be temptations passed through genes yeah. hereditarily right. um and definitely this struggling with showing favoritism is one that plagues abraham isaac and jacob yeah and really jacob's choice to well gosh go back to Isaac, his choice to show favoritism split his family. Right. Same thing with Jacob. His choice to show favoritism split his family. Right. And Joseph ends up living by the grace of God. And really his brother's, his brother's actions many years down the road became their salvation. Right. Their, their actions in choosing to, mistreat joseph became really the way in which they were saved right the lord takes broken he's a redeemer and, and redeems them he's that's a right. redeemer and that's, that's a exactly that's right. a very long story but the great thing to learn from this is the favoritism side of it and and as parents i know that there's there's parents who really struggle with that and right. we have to be honest with the lord that man i'm struggling with favoritism and help me to to not and to not show that you know right. i i really don't have any favorites nathan says his favorite is whoever's being the most obedient at the time right isn't that what you Darn say right <laughs> that's exactly right i don't know do you struggle with favoritism ever uh-huh. no i feel like 
there's something special about you, each one of my kids. You bet. Like, unique and special. Right. So there's something about Ryan that I love about her that none of my other boys, that none of the other boys have. And there's something sure. special and unique about Jackson that none of the other ones, you know. So right. there's like certain things that I yeah, really I love about each kids, each kid that's different. But I truly do not. I truly don't have any favorites, but I tell them that they're my favorite. So all of them individually. I, I tell Great, so they're all gonna be leaving each other in a ditch. Probably. I don't know if it's the right or wrong thing, but I do. Like I'll tell them secretly, like, you're my favorite. <laughs> and they and it they like eat it up. <laughs> but I tell them all. <laughs> maybe that's wrong. I know. Sorry, you're banging your head against the <laughs> Maybe it's wrong, but but I feel like that's kind of how the Lord treats us. Like I there, there are many times where I feel like, man, the Lord thinks of me and he, I, I am his favorite. I know I'm not, but I feel so favored sure. by the Lord. Right. And I want my right. kids to feel that way too. I don't, I don't want to create favorites because, because, or, or act out in favoritism because right. then you just create so many problems along the line you have jealousy between siblings you maybe are creating a rift between you and your spouse if you're choosing a favorite yeah and probably was the case in the case of rebecca and isaac yep you know you shouldn't be having a favorite spouse because you should only have one <laughs> so, uh yeah that's easy so that, 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 one, that, one's easy. An, that should not be an issue but yeah definitely between rebecca and isaac that was a that was a place of separation for them right you know, uh, in their relationship. So the favoritism thing is something we have to be so careful right. of as, as parents. It just, it creates, it, you said it, it creates fractures in a unit that's meant to be unified. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's right. Um, and then, and then the other side of that is even in our sin and in the things that we do wrong as parents where we can see man, Joseph, Joseph did several things wrong here with his the way he treated certain people and his favoritism and and all that sort of thing and his, the way he deceived his dad you know even with all of that the lord redeems and he's and if you want to look at how he redeemed that story read about the life of Joseph right. his, his son Joseph who he favored and and it's a really amazing story about how the lord redeems our our bad, you know, our sin and our bad choices. And, and he, he loves us enough to not let us sit there. Right. And wallow in that. And so it's, That's a, right. it's really a beautiful thing. So for sure, um, those are like the two big takeaways I take away from the story of Isaac or Great. Uh, Jacob. I, it's really good. I, my, other than the favoritism, the big one I take away is the generational sin issue. Mm -hmm. um, just really, Having some honest conversation practically as a couple about, man, what are things your family struggle with? It takes quite a bit of maturity to enter into that conversation, even as a couple, because you as the husband have to be willing to be critical of your family. And uh, you as the wife have to be willing to be critical of your family. Or asking your spouse, hey, what do you see in my family? Right. Yeah, not... Right. You and know, I, asking somebody to evaluate your own family. Right. And I don't necessarily mean like what sins do you think my mom struggles with? I'm talking about things that are that, that cross generation. Mm. Um, you know, your family's dealt with alcoholism. Your 
great-grandfather dealt with alcoholism, your grandfather, your father. Okay, our family deal struggles with alcoholism. Um, in the same way, it can be biting words. It can be divorce. I mean, are there things that... Narcissism. That our, yeah. Narcissism. Are there things that our family has struggled with over the years? Talk to your parents. Talk to your grandparents about this. Um, and then once you, once you get a feel for what those things are, talk as a couple about, okay, how are we going to protect against this in our home? And talk um, to your kids about it as they right. get older so that they know what to look for and pray about. And exactly. It's a right. great point, Nathan. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed the series about the fathers of our faith. I did. There's a, there's so much to learn yeah, from them and, doubt. and, and, they're, they're men who are listed in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews. And so the Lord really, really honored them That's right. in, in putting them in Hebrews in the Hall of Faith. And so clearly there are people worth looking into and, and learning from. No doubt. So. It's great. That's Babe, it. Thanks for leading that. Yeah. All thanks right. for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have comments, as always, leave those in the comments section below if you're on YouTube. Otherwise, you can pop over to any of our social medias and shoot us a direct message or leave us a message on our Facebook page. We would love to chat with you. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. And remember, God is for your family. Have a great weekend.